Marco, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, still busy, always busy. Always busy. But you have a time for for a podcast. Always. Of course. You have to you have to find time for a podcast. Exactly. Okay. Uh, software products. Today we're going to talk about why they fail and what's actually behind all those reasons why software products fail. Uh, we might start, you know, with just a business plan. Business plan is a business plan is a crucial thing when developing not just software products but any products. Why are they important? What do they? How do they help us? So business plan. Uh, when you study economics, I guess that's one of the most important things that you learn there. You have to be, uh, have business plan when you are starting your your new business. Um, I would say it's uh, slightly different when you are kicking off your new software product because uh, I'm not sure that business plan will help you totally. So business plan, definitely, of course, you should have business plan, but a rough one. So you, you have to think before you start um, raising money or uh, start uh, working on your uh, software product, you have to have your on your mind uh, maybe how you can plan to monetize that and, and what are your users and, and what are the most important features you have to basically uh, deliver to them. Uh, but uh, basically what happens is that uh, uh, only when you basically deliver that MVP to your uh, users, you will see uh, is your business plan right. Uh, is, is your business plan correct and, and uh, those ideas, are they basically feasible? So uh, you have to, I, sh I definitely suggest that you have a rough business plan. Uh, how you, uh, what are the users, uh, what, uh, uh, what pain, pain points, what, what are the pain points you plan to solve, uh, how you can uh, monetize that, maybe different ways how you can monetize because you never know which one will work and uh, and uh, and the um, basically minimum uh, set of features that you should deliver to you to your users to give them certain value but make sure but you have to keep on the, on your mind that it's like just a rough plan it's like just a path and uh, you have to basically be able you have to be agile to basically change direction based on the information that you get from the field so, and I would say it's really different when you are working in, in some kind of corporate corporation and you are starting a pilot project, project there and uh, you have a, a more data and uh, more bigger support uh, and, uh, and your basically assumptions, I would say maybe are uh, uh, more uh, um, preciser. Uh, but when you are basically a, a founder in a startup, and uh, it's always like you're you, you are you're basing uh, you are you you base a lot of things on your assumptions, and you will see what what is basically true and, and false when uh, you reach to the market and you get first users, and then you talk to the users and get the feedback from them, and based on that you'll see uh, where you right. Uh, initially or you totally miss the point so it's actually let's say a skeleton of your idea or plan definitely yeah and you, you need to have something you know in order to get 
angel investors or VCs to just, they need to have a, a sense of, you know, they need to have some sort of predictability of what's going to happen. Of course, everything can change, but they need to have some sense of, of what you want to do. Of course, you, you, you cannot go, you cannot uh, stand up, stand uh, in front of investor and basically tell to, to them that everything is in your head and they just need to give you money and you'll, you'll, you will figure out everything. That will not work, of course. Uh, but, and, but at the same time, they want to see the business plan, but the, the seasoned uh, investors, they know that uh, that business plan will eventually change. So it's like a, a play game that you are uh, doing with them, and uh, and uh, uh, it's important for them uh, uh, to see your business plan and uh, to see uh, your ability uh, uh, that you can write a nice, good business plan that basically makes sense. But at the same time, they they know that uh, you will, you will, of course you will need to change uh, a certain. Uh, things in, in in the business plan because of the market conditions, uh, feedback from the users, and uh, and maybe uh, budgets that you you have to that you, that you have on your disposal. So you constantly need to review and adapt your business plan. Exactly, always. Because if you stick to the same one, it's quite obvious that you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have an idea, and now you want to start just shaping everything and start building. Uh, a part of that is doing market research, just starting you know, to see what's out there. A lot of businesses don't do that. They spend very little time doing market research and that's why they fail. So before you basically invest a lot of your time and energy and money into, into building a new product, uh, you should understand who are your competitors uh, you should understand your users and you should uh, understand uh, what are the pain points you plan to solve. And of course, you, when you, before you starting your software product, uh, you, the, of course, you know certain things. So you assume certain things. That's why you are starting. But you should check that uh, with the real market. So first, um, try to see uh, who are your competitors. Uh, if there are no competitors, it's like maybe a red flag. Uh, and uh, the ones who are competitors for you, uh, check their offering, check uh, their pr pricing models, how they monetize uh, their their stuff. Um, uh, maybe you should have a demo calls uh, with them also to understand uh, it more in detail uh, how they function and uh, what they, what they are offering. Um, definitely, you should talk with your potential users uh, to try understand what they do, uh, what 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 is their daily operations, what are uh, the the main pain points for them, and uh, and you should talk with them uh, about your ideas to understand. Uh, is 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 it going to help them? And uh, and uh, definitely you you sh you should have uh, some kind of uh, um, mathematical model. It's like you should do 
basically do some kind of calculations in spreadsheets to understand, okay, how many users do I, do you need? Uh, how, what do you think you can charge, uh, that service or product per month, per year? And, uh, is there, uh, basically, yeah, is, uh, is there uh, feasible basically? So can you earn enough money for the month, year to pay all the costs that you basically have to, uh, to run the business? So, uh, that's like a, uh, really simple market research. Of course, you can uh, hire a specialist compa specialized company to do that for you. It's like a cool thing and 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 definitely a way to go. But it takes money, uh, extra money. So and uh, maybe you you can do that maybe in later stages. But anyway, uh, all all the all the things I mentioned are free basically, and it takes and they take only your time so uh, and by doing that you are doing uh, you, you are doing the right, right right thing and and I would say maybe 95 percent of people who are starting uh, their their own their own, their own startup they, they are not doing that so you're immediately in a in, in advantage okay so market research is really important it just helps you uh, define your primary goals and later on as we mentioned already in the business plan lets you review your ideas and adapt uh further okay so a lot of companies uh when they when they just start uh, developing their product they don't really pay attention to their finances they mismanage the budget so what's your experience with that you probably heard a lot of talked to a lot of investors and 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 startup founders who both investors see that startup founders have problems with just managing their finances, and sometimes just startup founders don't know how to how to manage their finance. So, what's your opinion about that? Uh, sure. So, um, yeah, mismanaging the budget is really one of the um, one of the basically really uh, one of the biggest pain points that I saw when you are uh, working on your north new software product especially for for the founders who are um, who, who, uh, who are doing that for the first time um, what that, what does it mean um, so when well, let's say you raise one million bucks uh, most founders basically spend um, 80 percent 90 percent to to get like a first version of the product and uh, 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 and most of that uh, by, uh, money goes to the software development. Uh, and um, and uh, I'm, from my opinion, from my my experience, I I, I see that um, that's that's wrong, and uh, that leads you to failure. Um, so I would uh, suggest maybe uh, if you raise uh, one million bucks, you should spend maybe forty percent uh, to get uh, to the market with your first version so be lean be agile um remove all the unnecessary features uh, come uh try to uh go to the market as fast as, as you can spend as, as as less money as you can and uh let's say you uh you should maybe 40 percent spend so for uh uh and uh, you have uh 60 left 
for marketing, sales, and for additional iterations regarding your your software. So, uh, and I would say this 60% that you have additionally to iterate is crucial because you need to basically have ability to iterate few versions after you release your your first uh, MVP uh, because uh, your assumptions uh, are always basically uh, not one one not one one hundred percent correct, and uh, there is some kind of always a twist on the from the market that you have to basically uh, uh, apply to your product. So uh, you have to have your money to get the users, so you can understand them, so you can see what's what is wrong with your idea product, and you have to have money so you can implement those changes in the next following few few versions. All right. So you're a technical person. You started out as a developer. So you, when you were beginning, you lacked that let's say business part of the part of the just starting company. Um, now that you know that, uh, it's crucial to invest a lot of, in sales and marketing. And because if you have a great product, it doesn't really matter. You can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about that product, you're not going to be successful. Uh, so, uh, I'm, uh, I was a developer. So for me, it's always was, uh, about the code, about, uh, new features, uh, how we can do something better and, uh, new frameworks, languages, etc. But, uh, when you are basically, um, when you are managing the, the, the business, when you are basically founder of the startup, uh, you should be aware of marketing sales and you, you should see that as uh, those in as, as something that can help you. So uh, when you basically uh, release your website or your product or maybe publish new app on the App Store, no one will download download it and no one no one will use it. Um, why? Because then they don't even know that your service product exists out there. So you should definitely somehow uh, build awareness that okay hey i'm here and you can use me and uh, I, uh, here is that i can help you with and uh, i can solve you those this and that etc so and uh, definitely you should uh, use marketing sales to basically to get in front of users uh, if you are b2c product um, then marketing is uh, the standard way how to basically get in front of other users uh, to build awareness. And if you are uh, a B2B uh, product, then you can use marketing and sales in combination, uh, marketing to support sales initiatives and sales to basically get in front of um, your potential buyers and to basically uh, as, a, as, a, as a door opener uh, uh, mechanism. Uh, so, but definitely you, uh, sales is uh, some, uh, through sales, you can basically uh, get to uh, to the additional users and basically to promote your product. Um, so marketing and sales, from my experience, and uh, and especially uh, um, especially where I'm I'm telling that as an engineer, um, 
that um, are very important at, uh, in su to success of your social product. Okay, so you have to be extremely lucky if you have a good product and no marketing. That rarely happens that somebody's successful. Exactly, exactly. But I would say maybe it's 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 uh, it's uh, maybe a luck. Yeah, and especially nowadays when there are a lot of yeah, you might say similar products yeah. on the market. Yeah, you know, really, you really have to stand out with with marketing. Yeah. So even ChatGPT, uh, they don't have like a marketing marketing team, but there are a lot of marketing happened around ChatGPT that basically promoted that that service, and uh, uh, and for that reason, everyone knows about it. Uh, and the same goes with Tesla and Elon Musk. Elon Musk is basically a marketing machine for Tesla. So maybe Tesla doesn't care, like doesn't spend so much money in marketing, but they have Elon Musk for that reason. They don't need to do that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, um, I I would say that uh, in these days, uh, you to to be successful to get money, you have to basically be uh, you have to basically put your product in front of. Uh, in front of users and the way how you can put your product in front of users is through marketing sales now now that you know let's say i'm a startup founder i have a product and i rolled it out i need to listen to my users because you know we come back to the first point of the business plan if if i you know just follow my business plan blindly it's my product is probably going to fail but by listening to my users to the feedback I'll get a better product and be more successful. Totally. Um, feedback loop is very important um, in the success of your social product. What does it mean when you, uh, when you deliver, when you basically put your uh, first version of the product in front of users? You should be able to have a feedback loop implemented as soon as possible. That means that uh, you have certain tools and processes in place so you can get the feedback from user back to your team uh, and uh, so you can act on that feedback. And so you can basically iterate uh, and build a new version that will basically implement those feedbacks. And so it's very important and it's uh, important to implement that as a, as a process. Um, so you, sh you should avoid uh, doing doing it ad hoc because um, in that case you will get some kind of maybe uh, uh, you can get uh, uh, wrong 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 results. You should uh, have it like a process and uh, constantly basically uh, uh, getting uh, constantly getting a feedback from the users and uh, uh, act on upon that feedback. There are plenty of tools out there that can help you with that. Uh, intercom for ch chat communication with you with your users. Uh, Kenny, uh, uh, the board where uh, nice board on the web where you, uh, users can basically vote uh, missing features, and you can see uh, and you can from 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 that board you can see basically. What features are should be top priority for you to develop next, and uh, uh, 
plenty of other mechanisms, even analytics is some kind of feedback loop. So you uh, you track uh, how your users use your product and basically based on the usage, you can uh, do some kind of changes. And also, of course, talking to your users uh, to get uh, feedback directly from them. Okay, so user feedback is really important. What happened a couple of years ago with Snapchat, actually it was 2018. What happened with Snapchat is that they redesigned the app, uh, rolled it out without asking the users whether it's good or bad, they like it or not. And the users didn't like it and decided, you know, just to slowly abandon the app. Uh, and what actually happened is they brought, out, brought back the, the old design because the old new one wasn't working. So you have to listen to your users. Uh, you also mentioned features, uh, and that's quite often what happens is that uh, companies add too many features and functions to their products. Uh, yes, totally. Um, and there is a name for that, uh, scope creep. When you are building a, a new product and uh, you are basically postponing uh, your uh, your uh, product uh, uh, launch uh, by adding new features, and you 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 are you think that adding new features will basically get you more users, make you more successful, etc. But basically, uh, what uh, what uh, is happening there is that basically uh, adding new features is keeping you in your comfort zone uh, of development, and you and you. You are not you, you didn't reach the market. You didn't get the feedback, and you are basically keeping yourself in the comfort zone and buying your extra time uh, until basically you are uh, uh, you are in like a collision with the market, and and uh, and uh, at that moment you'll see a, uh, 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 all these assumptions are, are they uh, are they right or wrong? Uh, so. Um, Scope creep is really poison uh, when building a startup because when building a product because uh, uh, it takes uh, you uh, it takes you and for your for you and your team energy time and money and uh, spend it it costs you so much and uh, it and 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 at the end it doesn't help you at all in basically. Uh, it uh, it ruins you basically. So uh, be totally lean regarding the feature set. Uh, choose wisely the minimal set of features you have to basically deliver to to to, to the users and and use the processes to get uh, information from the user uh, about what else. What are the features that you have to build? Not your not your assumptions, but what users. Tell um, what users basically tell to you what what they need. Okay, we we covered. I think we covered the business part of you know why such products failed. So now maybe we can switch to the operational part. And one of the one of the problems when just starting developing your product is not setting up processes. What happens when you don't set up process, you know, when, when developing a software? Uh, building a software product is really complex. Uh, there are a lot, the, 
there is always some some, uh, some team behind the scenes and uh, with plenty of roles plenty uh, with different speci specialties among them uh, so you have to basically have certain processes implemented so you can basically manage uh, with the uh, so you can basically control easily the team and uh, you can make you can manage so you could manage it and uh, without having processes it's really hard to understand uh, the progress uh, to basically to understand uh, uh, blockers are there any some kind of uh, blockers and that uh, are stopping uh, someone from your team uh, to do their job and uh, basically to uh, to manage uh, easily uh, the different different roles and and and, ex and expertise. But here's where agile comes in into play with with just helping you constantly adapt to 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 the needs of of the development process. Uh, building a software product is a complex uh, initiative. It involves uh, different roles, uh, plenty of man many people and uh, uh, different uh, specialties in inside of the team and uh, you have to basically be able to manage them and uh, to track progress uh, and to understand basically to uh, to have some kind of uh, uh, read uh, system in place that will basically keep everyone in in, in the same direction for that uh, you need a process and at the same time, you want to be agile uh, because uh, you want to be able to move fast and to change directions based on the feedback you have uh, from the market or from the users, etc. So uh, you have to be, you want to be agile. Uh, and there are plenty of methodologies uh, you can implement to have a process and at the same time to be agile. Uh, and one of those methodologies uh, uh, is uh, Scrum. Uh, we use Scrum here in the code also. Uh, Scrum is nice because uh, it uh, defines pretty nicely the process you have to follow, and at the same time it allows you agility. So thumbs up. So Scrum breaks up the process into smaller pieces, and you just do sprints with that and just get a better product. So uh, Scrum defines the process. Uh, and that process uh, involves certain ceremonies, uh, defines meetings, defines roles in that process, and it defines expectations. So uh, by using uh, by by adopting uh, to Scrum methodology, uh, basically you 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 can still be agile by um, by uh, changing the sprint and 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 uh, and uh, and uh, uh, planning uh, uh, one two three sprints ahead and have that agility and at the same time uh, you can rigid 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 process uh, that basically keep your team on the, in you know, in the same direction and, and in sync in the same direction and uh, easy management okay so being Agile also means uh, being able to effectively communicate both uh, with your customers, with uh, users, with uh, just 
inside your team, teammates, and and so on. So how how does how does communication come into play? You know, when just setting up everything uh, when during the development process. Yeah, yeah. Um, communication is one of the most important things uh, that uh, that I learned uh, through these eleven years. Uh, and when I'm talking to, uh, with potential clients and um, and with my clients also, uh, I'm always getting information from them. They are not happy with communication. Uh, I'm not getting information from them that they are not happy with the code or deliveries. They're not happy with the communication and, and everything starts from communication. And um, in uh, when you are building a product, uh, of course, it's, uh, your focus is always on features, on uh, on code quality, on uh, different uh, roles, specialties, expertises, etc. Uh, features you want to build, but uh, communication is is what blends everything, and uh, it basically it, it it creates a bandit with, uh, through the team. So um, you have to basically work. On to have a good communication in the team and uh, and make it, and be sure that your communication inside of the team uh, is uh, is uh, is uh, is good enough. Um, I know that someone will listen to this and uh, they will think, okay, of course, the communication should be good, but you have to basically uh, uh, involve yourself your processes and uh, the way how you basically lead meetings how you behave to people and uh, and uh, and the the number of meetings and etc everything should basically uh, support the communication part uh, and uh, regarding communication why is that important because uh, uh, you don't want to be surrounded with task doers you want to be uh, surrounded with people who understand the context a broader context, uh, so they can basically uh, understand why they are doing that, for for what for which for what reason, uh, what do you do you aim it for, and uh, and uh, uh, and you want to be able to get a feedback even from them. So if there is something, uh, uh, if maybe maybe uh, they they see something wrong with with uh, the the main goal so maybe uh, and they should tell you that and uh, if there's some kind of maybe there's some kind of shortcut so you, you can um, save uh, much of uh, uh, you can you can uh, cut the cost by maybe listening to them and uh, taking that shortcut uh, in there if in there if, if it's if it's if it exists uh, so uh, communication will basically help you to uh, to uh, have a, like a healthy team and uh, to extract the best of the people. Okay, so developers aren't just the ones you know who do things that are told, but they can also really help you. You know, say, you know, they can see what they think about your product. You know, and just develop it further. Because they might see some, let's say, drawbacks that you're not able to see as, a, let's say, sort of founder, and or are not aware of, and here's where they come into play. So, you need to communicate with the developers, with the designers, with 
pretty much everybody. With with, uh, with everyone in your team. Don't keep anything in the in the dark. Yeah, exactly. And share always the the uh, broader context. Uh, so no, don't just uh, give them the task or or share the 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 minimum information. Share the uh, broader context. Share the share as as much as you can, so they can get uh, so they can visualize the entire picture. Okay. We started our talk today with uh, having a business plan. Um, that can apply same to designing an app. So some some founders just jump head in first when developing uh, uh, their software. They don't design before the development part. So how important is just to have everything clear, to have just a nice wireframe before developing? You should always have uh, design and wireframes before you start development, before you start coding. Uh, not just because you want to see what you are building. Uh, it's more about to understand and see all the edge cases. You have to basically uh, implement and be aware when you're coding. Because uh, design, what uh, before uh, ten years ago, it was like all, uh, all, all uh, a lot of things were uh, was documented into the like uh, normal documents, uh, board documents. So a lot, uh, and you had to basically read through all the cases, edge cases, etc. And uh, and these days, you can basically convert a lot of basically words into one wireframe. And that uh, will tell you even more than uh, than than words. So uh, combination of wireframes or high fidelity design uh, with all the edge cases uh, and uh, with additional comments is crucial before you start coding. Uh, that way, you know all the edge cases you can basically expect, and uh, it helps uh, your team to understand what they are building. Uh, what are the edge cases they ha- they they should uh, basically handle, and um, and in, in and definitely it, it defies expectations. You know what you should basically get at the end. Okay, so same same with the business plan. Have a structure, but also be ready to review everything and adapt because you might you know have a wireframe, but realize okay, this part is going to take too long and it's going to cost too much money to make. So we can probably you know, kick that out and compensate with something else. Uh, exactly, totally. Uh, and that, that is one of the uh, very important uh, things when you, when you design, uh, when you do wireframes and uh, do high fidelity design before development. Because even you, before, you starting, um, before you started coding, you can realize, okay, that will take us uh, so much time uh, and money, and let's basically reshuffle that and uh, make it more simpler so we can basically uh, develop it faster and save the budget. Okay, so we covered a lot of points today, uh, but what would be your advice or what would you say to somebody who just started developing their software? Um, Be agile. Uh, try to get to the market as soon as possible. Spend as less money as you can uh, to to reach the first version. Uh, keep your buy, keep your uh, save your money to basically so you can iterate. Uh, 
build a feedback loop you know as soon as possible make sure that feedback loop is uh not at ad hoc it's more uh, that should uh, be should, it should be more process uh process like and uh and uh yeah so of course write the business plan but um uh keep on keep, keep in mind that it's like just a rough plan and it you should be agile about that also and uh, uh feedback loop iterations and uh, talking with your users after you reach the market to basically define your for a business plan further okay so always be ready to adapt nothing is nothing is let's say written in stone exactly always be ready to adapt. okay thank you very much for being here today and until next time sure thank you <laughs>